Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is 12.35 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. The best fans in the game need the best content. You can go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus, access live practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows. We've got uh, original series and much, much more. You can subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code all caps, Oilers now for a free three-day trial. And we'll also tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, now open Tuesday through Saturday from 5 until 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, tell Chris and Chef Heltoff that Oilers now sent you. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, we are paying homage today to Tom Cochran. He's at the River Cree tomorrow. I'm going to miss the show because I'm going to be in the bird flying to Washington. But Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers joins us for Abe's Door Service, where their service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, Al, uh, Alan, sorry. I, my, my, Bob, my, my mind is... Uh, kind of scrambled right now that's the guy on the other show the other station at the same time he's a nice fellow though Uh, (laughs) i don't think you do his show but uh uh, tell me this uh do you have a favorite tom cochran song oh i I have a few i mean I, i would probably have to go with big league but uh you know, life is a highway was when i was in university it's probably you know it's cliche in answer but it was a big song when I was growing up, so I really like it a great deal. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Tom Cochran fan myself. All right. Hey, uh, we, I want to start on something completely different. We're watching something that has not happened in literally 80 years. I don't know if fans are aware of this. Eric Carlson, and we don't talk about the San Jose Sharks much in this show, though I do have a texter that uh, is from Edmonton. He's out in Victoria now. I call him SJ Sharky, but it's uh, Phil, uh, Fear of the Finn, San Jose Shark fan. Eric Carlson's the first defenseman to score 10-plus goals in his team's first 13 games since George Mantha in 1937-38. And George Mantha played left wing as well as defense. I, you know, he didn't just play uh, D. Carlson's playing D. He is off to an incredible start, isn't he? Yeah, he looks he looks fantastic. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that they kind of talked about in San Jose was by having both Carlson and Burns there, it kind of made it uh, difficult for both of them to 
for both of them to uh, thrive. And that's one of the reasons they traded Burns was because they realized that you couldn't continue to do those things together. And um, so they made the trade. And I think Carlson, one of the things he kind of indicated was uh, this could be a situation where um, he he thought that he could he could really improve and improve his play if he had more opportunities that maybe sometimes were limited, and uh, he's proving it right now. I mean, he's lived up to his end of the bargain. He looks he looks fantastic. It'll be interesting to see Bob uh, what goes on here, um, and it'll be interesting to see Bob what goes on here in terms of you know what's his future there. You know, he controls it. Does the way he plays, you know, does does anyone look at it and say, hey, you know, San Jose's rebuilding here and maybe Eric Carlson uh, can uh, can help us out. He's got a big ticket. San Jose would probably have to eat some of it. But at the very least, you could be in a position where he said that team says maybe this makes sense for us. Elliot, you're one of the most plugged in guys in the business. How is it super quiet out there? Or is it starting to pick up now that team's got ten games in? I think that there is some. I I think it's like I don't know if there's anything imminent or anything like that, Bob. I think there's teams talking with some of the teams that aren't going very well, for example. But uh, I don't get the sense that like there's a ton going on in terms of. Uh, there, there's a ton going on in terms of anything imminent. Like, there's some teams out there that really don't like where they are. I mean, St. Louis would be one of them for sure. But, um, you know, like, uh, I, I don't get the sense that there's anything imminent, but I think there's a lot of talk. Today, the Toronto Maple Leafs put Nicholas Obey-Cabell on waivers. He was really good with Colorado last year. His analytics, and Toronto's an organization that's got time for analytics, they were horrendous with the Leafs. He's a one million dollar cap hit. Do you think anybody claims him? I I gotta think that I I don't understand why not unless they really feel that he's dropped off the face of the earth. It's kind of weird how it hasn't worked here. I, I I'm with you. I I like his game too, but I, I like guys usually don't go on waivers without being available, and I'm. Uh, uh, like, I, I don't like guys usually are available, Bob, before they go on waivers. Yeah. So I got to think teams have known about this. Yeah. That's an, well, I remember last year we talked about Nathan Bastian and Jeff Jackson had Nathan Bastian and he, he wasn't playing in Seattle and you knew eventually he was going to end up going on waivers. He goes back to, I, back to, and one of the comments says, well, he doesn't provide any toughness to a team. I'm like, yeah, but he can play. Like he's a player, mm-hmm. you know. If he's on your fourth line, he's a pretty good player in that role. You know, New Jersey was in town last night. He's on their first unit power play as a net front, and he's on the PK. And Seattle had very and, and Seattle had so many players, and um, you know they've upgraded their team this year. But there was a bit of a cluster at times in terms of what was going on there. I, I thought there was a free play. I'm not surprised Bastion's been as good as he has in New Jersey. Now I will say this. I am surprised that New Jersey is eight and three. Uh, they're two and one against playoff teams. They've beaten the two teams that were in the Western Conference Final, Colorado and Edmonton. They were impressive last night, Elliot. They were fast, quick, competitive on pucks. Mm-hmm. They backtracked defensively, uh, and, and you could see the excitement around that squad. Uh, I agree with you. 
like I was really I thought last night they had every excuse to, to lose Bob they really did Blackwood got hurt they were down 3-1 they scored on the first shot uh, uh, they scored on the first shot that, Van, uh, that Vanacek came in to face like they had every excuse to fold and they didn't and you know what they talked about a post game that those are the games you need to win to prove you really are something and they're not the biggest team, but they're obviously uh, a very fast and good team. I was really impressed with them last night. I mean, you can't blame them, Bob, because they haven't beaten anybody great. I mean, they beat Colorado, but generally they've played a lot of uh, teams that were not in the playoffs last year. And you can't fault them for that. You can only beat who you're facing on the schedule. But um, he is... Um, you know, like like they are really talented group, and you know you guys handle speed really well, and they were too fast for you at times last night. Wow! And I was surprised to see that. Yeah, there's nervousness here in oil country. We're getting some of the guys that you know reaching out that criticize the makeup of the defense in the off season. You know, and they like, and we have we have one guy that's texted the show, and he's like, look, you know, they. New Jersey punted on Ty Smith and got Marino back and upgraded their defense. And Smith's in the minors right now, partially because of cap implications for Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. And and then he's looking at Broberg with the Oilers and saying, what are you getting out of him right now while McDavid and Dreisaitl are in their cycle to win? And uh, Phillips has been out with a couple different... Uh, he's out this weekend as well. He's not going to play. He had a, a little incident that's not going to, you know, he'll be back probably in a week from now. But it's just, it's interesting. Again, because there's not a lot of trade talk and trade discussion. Everybody's frightened on Chikrin. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, is Columbus a team that could potentially look at making some moves, or have they already made them all? Well, I was wondering about Columbus in the center, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, they're a lot, they have some good guys, they have some good players, but they're young, right? And uh, for that reason, I was I was I, I was wondering if they might look for someone who can get them through a little bit. Now that may not happen. Uh, we'll see what kind of goes out there. Um, but um, you know, I I, I kind of look at it as um, I kind of look at it as they're not going to give away some of their best prospects and you know best packages for the future. So. And also, I still think they were still early in their rebuild. I think they're going to be careful. Like, that's the one thing. Now, I will have to say this. I did think they were a team that was interested in Chikrin at times. So I could see potentially them being in on that one. But I think they were also looking for center help, Bob, and are kind of in a position where um, they might look for someone who could help them in the short term while their younger guys get experience. Interesting. So you don't think they'd move... One of their more established veteran players, as an example, uh, you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know who would want a Nyquist. He's well, a, he, I, like I, I think. Well, I think there were times last year they made Nyquist available. Um, you know, they. I think that has happened. Um, you know, they obviously they had to move Bjorkstrand this year for for cap reasons. Um, Didn't like the return they got on that trade, by the way. Well, that was that was because they got Goudreau, so they had to do it, right? They were in a position where they had to clear the cap room. Um, so, yeah, I think they could move Like they could move some of their bigger pieces. They got Gavrikov's. Gavrikov's the guy that's a name that's out there. Everybody looks at Chikrin, but Gavrikov's a pretty good defensive defenseman. Well, I think they would probably want to sign him. Five million a year, I hear. 
Well, I mean, that's what the going rate is, right? He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. What the one the one thing I had heard with them, Bob, was that they were is there there's the possibility that if they they thought they might need some center help, just until like their young guys are ready. We have Elliot Freeman on from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's leading off the show uh, for guests today. We got Wayne Gretzky hitting cleanup. So, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, you're you're kind of like uh, Ricky Henderson, right? Because you can steal a base. But I, you... I will I will take that comparison. If yeah. you're going to call me Ricky Henderson, because you got a little bit of pop comparison. as well, right? You can run, but you got a little yeah. bit of pop. Uh, <laughs> Actually, George Springer, I guess, is a leadoff hit. Than running. Yes, more absolutely. Than running. All right, so we're, we're sitting here. It's a little bit quiet out there. Uh, there. There was a little, and you you reported it today, pretty interesting story involving a former Arizona Coyotes draft choice that the Boston Bruins have signed. Just your thoughts on that, Elliot? Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, incredibly mixed emotions. Like, uh, um, and, you know, like, uh, look, like, um, what he did was was a bad thing. Like, there's there's no sugarcoating it. Um, he, he was wrong and, uh, and he, he paid it and he paid an initial price in the NHL and he deserved it. And, you know, now, now we'll see. I mean, like I, I said this on Twitter and I know not everybody liked it, but it's, it's, it's the way I feel. I'm, I, I, I'm really torn. Um, I am, I am really, really torn on it. Uh, uh, Bob. Um, hey, um, we're talking about Mitch Mill, you know, Mitchell Miller. He yeah. he bullied an intellectually disabled child uh, while in the eighth grade. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes walked away from him as a draft pick. As a result, he's getting a second chance with Boston. They've done a lot of due diligence. Um, there are reports that it wasn't a one-off. That that, that there were multiple yeah, occasions, like, and that's a concern. I, I, yeah, well, it's a big concern. Like, I, I just looked at the one case. I went back and I looked at the one case that was reported on at the time. Look, like, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm really torn on it. Like, if it was my son, I'd never forgive you, and I'd, I'd hunt you to the ends of the earth. And, uh, you know, but on the other hand, it, you know, there, at what point in time do you say, okay, um, you know, there's another opportunity here. So... I'm not now. There's a lot of like I watched the Zoom call as much as I could. I know that they said they didn't speak to the family, but they did say that Miller spoke to the boy, the victim, right? Yeah. And he because they made him avail. They, they made him. They wanted to make sure he knew about it before it was announced. So like the one thing I'm I'm really curious about here is, is how does the victim feel? Yeah. And I haven't seen any quoting on that yet. I mean, if the victim is against this, that's that's a huge problem. There's no question about that. I mean, look, Bob, I am torn. I am really yeah. torn. And I know some people don't think that's a satisfactory answer. I I feel that I am qualified to answer on, on this particular case because... You know, I, uh, you know, we have some challenges in our family. Yep. I, I, I don't have a good, you know. I'm with you. Some people think that I, some people think I'm too soft. Some people think I'm too hard. Everybody can think what they want to think. I'm, I'm really torn on it. That's oh, my I, I can relate, and I, I can tell you. I mean, if that had happened to my son, there would be a conversation with the kid, but there would also be a conversation with the parents. 
and it wouldn't go too well for the dad. I, I what kind, you know, not because you're wondering where another kid feels the impetus to belittle a child in that situation. And it's kind of sickening. And then you wonder, well, what kind of upbringing did this kid have? You know, where was the leadership from the, and, it, and it's not a perfect situation. So take it, for, you know, I, I, I totally hear you, Elliot. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you a, a softball to close out. Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that was a big victory. That Philadelphia had nothing. They got half their team out of the lineup. Are we gonna have a better indication of where the Leafs are at after this weekend? A couple pretty big games I, against I, some good teams. I think so. Bruins and the Bruins are rolling. Carolina. They look great last night. Uh, they needed that one against Philly. They they absolutely needed it, and um, they absolutely did. Uh, they were. They, you, that's one you could not afford to to lose. They got there. They got, they fell behind early. They found a way. Um, but you're right. Like this is a much much bigger test. And you know how it is, Bob. Like teams get up to play the Maple Leafs. They they want to beat them, and uh, they they really want to beat them bad, especially when things aren't going very well. So you know that that's what both Boston and, Car- and Carolina are thinking. Elliot, great stuff. Thank you, as always, for your time. And uh, Wayne says hi. <laughs> say, say hi to Wayne. So does George. Believe, believe me, people would much rather listen to him than me. So uh, George. I, I got the whole spectrum covered here, right? I got uh, I got George and I got Wayne. So uh, you name it, we can discuss it on today's show. Thanks a lot, Elliot. All right. Take care, my man. Yvette, that is Elliot. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It is 12.52 in Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout, and then I'm going to get to a couple texts on last night's game on the Ashley Fine Forest text line. This is Oilers Now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twelve fifty four in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, we got one coming in January in Vegas. To see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attraction, this new West Travel Hockey Package includes airfare. Three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas uh, Strip. Game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly for the Oilers Now Hockey Vegas Package. Reach out to newwestravel.com. All right, here we go. Let's go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 12.54. It's actually now 12.55. I'll do the Stephen Wright. 12.56 in Edmonton. 12.56.15 in Edmonton. Bob, last night was a regression to some of the old habits that plague the Oilers. Uh, this text comes to us from Haji. Uh, last night was a regression to some of the old habits that plague the Oilers in recent years. One of the improvements that J.A. Woodcroft made last year was to tighten up the intensity and the attention to detail at the beginning of the game. Edmonton was sloppy to start last night, and if not for Skinner... Uh, it is worse with only being a goal down uh, early in the first. Didn't the Oilers score first? Oh, Edmonton scored first, and then they got they got one right. It was one one. Um, 
The other improvement Jay Woodcroft made was to instill a killer instinct, and he had the Oilers closing out games with leads going into the third period. In the second period of the Oilers uh, game last night, Edmonton played a fast-paced Oilers style of hockey, which resulted in several opportunities to extend their lead and had played tilted heavily into the devil's end of the ice. The Oilers uncharacteristically took their foot off the gas, and they left Skinner holding the barn door closed by himself for much of the third period. It's far too hard to simply flick a switch and start playing with intensity again, and had the Oilers kept their foot on the pedal to begin a third, they would have extinguished the faint spark of hope that the Devils ended the period with early and cruised home to another win. That one comes to us from Haji. Haji, I basically agree with you. Um... The orders were sloppy in the first, gave up too many chances, had issues dealing with the speed. Uh, Bouchard, who'd taken a step forward in the two or three previous games. Brendan, can you just shoot the... Like, you know what? What makes an effective quarterback often is uh, release time. How quick of a release a guy has. You know what made Brett Hall a great shooter? It wasn't that he had the hardest shot. He had the quickest release, Right? So I just I, I watch Evan Bouchard and he he he's double clutching and passing off like just shoot the puck quickly before they can get set and you'll create chaos with your low heavy shot. Didn't he have seven shot attempts blocked against Nashville? Something to that effect? It was an egregious number, and I wonder if that's getting into his head a little bit. Yeah, he's, But I think it's also a byproduct of him already being a little bit hesitant. Now, last year he was playing with Duncan Keith down the stretch in the playoffs, and he had a couple of tough games. And here's the thing. I, I look at Evan Bouchard because I, I'm a believer in Evan Bouchard's high ceiling. I think, now it's interesting, Elliot talked about the fact that Burns and Carlson and they've moved Burns out, so Carlson's running every power play. And we have a situation right now at Edmonton with Barry and Bouchard. And you could argue that there's some redundancy there between the two of them. And uh, I think Barry's played, for the most part, pretty well this year. He had some tough moments. That goal scored last night by Bratt, to me, that's not on Barry. To me, that was on Nima Linen giving up the inside shade to a guy that's a real good player that can fly. Uh, guys don't skate like that in the American League. But Bouchard's got to be better. He's got to pick up the intensity on the ice, and he's got to put and funnel more pucks to the net quickly instead of delaying and looking for the perfect play. And all you need to do is look at how Brett Hall scored goals. And even Yari Curry. Yari Curry had a quick release as well. This is a feisty game between Colorado and uh, Columbus over there in Finland. They're going at it. By the way, Yari Curry, pretty good finish player. It's great catching up with him. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, George LaRock out of Montreal.